0: fantasy football card collecting we do it all baby on the quest cast i'm wearing my favorite defensive players of all times jersey Glenn Dorsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, and I know he didn't really do anything in the NFL, but still, today we're going to talk about defensive players, we're going to talk about uh, price tiers, also at the end, we got a very special hobby tip of the day, and Andy, it's pretty interesting, Uh, sometimes, as far as prices are concerned, uh, let's take Kyler Murray, for instance, he has had about as good of a start to uh, a season as you possibly can have. Some of its cards move, some of it doesn't. We've seen a slight increase, obviously, in this, you know, as President PSA 10 and all of that. So it is interesting. uh, You and I were discussing prior to today's show how important it is to look at prices, but what exactly do you mean by price tiers?
1: Well, it's it's the it's the thought or it's my research that shows that, you know, different cards from a player like take Kyler Murray as a prime example. You know, in 2019, you've got approximately 250 different rookie cards to choose from one player. And so you've got rookie cards from players that don't have a chrome finish. They're just a a base cardboard card, but it is official rookie card. It's got an iconic Rated Rookie logo, but that card is has been widely printed. There's a lot of them available in the marketplace, and so it seems to hang around a certain price tier week in and week out, really kind of regardless of how good that player plays. It's very difficult for that card to go from $30 to $100, Uh, And I, I virtually have never I've never seen that happen unless it was some weird, wild auction and or unless the card was then graded from raw format and graded and came back a PSA 10 or SGC 10 or BGS 10. And and then that increased the value, you know, two or three X. And so it's just this thought that, you know, the 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 base cards have a certain tier of value that they're in, whether they're a quarterback or a skill position player. And then the. The Prism cards or the Chrome finish cards, we'll call them, have another tier. And then the serial number cards have another tier. And then the autograph cards have another tier. And the more rare that the card gets, the higher that the price tier that they're in. But they seem to they seem to kind of stick in this range. You know, they seem to kind of stick in this range.
0: And that's where things get really interesting. And this is something that we've been preaching on this channel about. Prices, okay? Because some people that watch this channel, Andy, only care about the flip, right? And sometimes you buy cards for flipping opportunities. So whenever you look at flipping opportunities, understand just because you're buying a higher price card doesn't mean that you're going to flip that card for more money. I think a good example of this, Andy, is let's take Josh Allen, for instance, right? If you're buying this Prism PSA 10, just as base card, you know, the card was touching the lower end of, let's say, a $1,000, right? I just don't, I mean, there's going to be some classic collectors that want the Josh Allen base Prism PSA 10, but not to the point where that card is going to go up to two thousand dollars off a one thousand dollar investment right so understand that when when you think about tiers as far as a flipper is concerned it's different if you're a collector because obviously you're just going to buy the card at whatever price it's going to be but understand that if you're flipping the net price is the net price and that is obviously so important uh, for people to understand
1: yeah absolutely because you know, and, it, and I think a lot of it has to do that we're in somewhat uncharted territory. We have to really take the sales data that we have from last year when you had this huge influx of people into the hobby that caused a big spike in demand of rookie cars across the board, which saw the value increase for rookie cars across the board dramatically. We kind of had yeah. to throw a lot of that out the window and look at this year as a new normal. This is the new normal, and last year was an anomaly. And so I think it's just a process of all of us getting adjusted to what the new normal is and kind of what these different price tiers are for Josh Allen's base-rated rookie and Josh Allen's base prism and Josh Allen's base select, and then Josh Allen's you know uh, press-proof color-matched Uh, rated rookie and then josh allen's prism silver and josh allen's rpa and all these options that are available you know you definitely want to buy them on the low end of those tiers so that you can flip them on the high end because we have seen that absolutely the card market is performance driven and people are reacting to huge performances and uh, trajectories much like your dynasty fantasy football leagues of, of where they're taking a player's age and fantasy production and team scenario, all those things into consideration to kind of move them up or down those dynasty rankings. We are seeing that carry over heavily into, into the card market.
0: And obviously, you know, the player that you and I have been the most excited about is – it's Trevon Diggs, right? What what he is doing as a defensive player. I know we spent some time on him last week. It is interesting. You know, I do hold some T.J. Watt that, uh, you know, I, I think at some point, Andy, I, I guess I'm just going to ask you this to see if I could pump myself up about buying some T.J. Watt. I think at some point his prices will go up, as will other defensive players, but you know what what Diggs is doing right now, as far as the defensive card market, is just absolutely incredible,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. he had another he actually had more rookie card sales in a buy it now format this past weekend sunday and and Monday yesterday than the previous weekend,, and so he just continues uh-huh. to make you know. Dallas Cowboys in NFL history with the the rate at which he's intercepting the ball in, in this past week and he had a pick six. And so uh, and he's on the huge market. Dallas Cowboys are now five and one, and he's young. And it's just, it's, it's all day. It's it's Trayvon Diggs season right now, you know. And mm. so that whole scenario is just a perfect storm for uh, a big demand increase, which has led to a big price increase. Increase resale value increase of Trayvon Diggs rookie cards.
0: Man, it's wild. It's wild what he's doing. And hopefully more people uh continue to buy defensive players. because I think it just makes the hobby more diverse. And I know we're always gonna talk quarterbacks. I mean, we started to think talking about Kyler Murray and obviously Dex prices are doing what they normally do, being the quarterback of the undefeated. Well, not undefeated, but five and one Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, it it, it is very fascinating, obviously to look at quarterbacks and then look at defensive players. But what's really interesting, Andy is, you know, I do think at some point people are going to want to get TJ watt cards. He plays for the Steelers iconic brand with probably the most spread out fan base in the NFL, maybe outside of the Cowboys. Uh, I, I do think that will begin to happen But something that I find to be so fascinating is there are so many good young skill position players right now in the NFL and outside before the season where we saw Cam Akers go down, we saw Dobbins go down. uh, Most of them have been able to stay relatively healthy. And it does excite me to see my guy, Jamar Chase and my guy, Justin Jefferson and Another guy I liked a lot at Ole Miss, AJ Brown, have a really good game this past week. What are you seeing right now, Andy? And and this is a question that you know I think I saw in in your Discord, but just I think I saw this on Twitter. I don't remember. What are you seeing right now from the skill position players as far as running backs and wide receivers are concerned?
1: Well, the the sales are very good on a week to week basis. You know, you have a lot of volume now. The one thing that I have really taken away that I've noticed is that you know their base cards seem to be stuck in this price tier of you know whether it's a base Donruss rated rookie like even Jamar Chase that card is still stuck under ten dollars even though it, you know I think that uh, Jamar Chase is, is looking like the rookie of the year at, at this point you know and, and that chemistry with Joe Burrow looks incredible and, and I see that with all these other young really talented, like you said, skill position players in the NFL, they're getting a lot of sales volume. And, you know, only the cards that are extremely rare, uh, where you can literally have the only one listed for sale in the marketplace. And if you have that in a buy it now format, you don't know when another collector or an investor is going to impulsively and pull that trigger maybe they've been watching that card for a week or two and and they're ready to pull that trigger after they saw some more play and that card takes a big jump in resale value because of the scarcity but if the scarcity is not there in the card that that you own it's very hard for that card to kind of break out of its mold to take that next level and go from you know five or ten dollars to twenty to thirty dollars or you know twenty dollars for a short print like a, an optic hollow to go now to 40 to
0: $50. So key. And l- l- let's talk about a player like a Justin Jefferson, right? Top five wide receiver in the NFL, no less than top 10. And he takes care of his body, has great injury history. He'll probably be a hall of famer at some point. Now that might be my LSU bias uh, speaking right there, but no, he is really good, right? But here's the thing about Justin Jefferson is I do Andy I see it every time I go on eBay. There are a thousand different mosaic Justin Jeffersons that you'll see on sale, and a lot of them are not only just on sale; they're graded. There I see so many graded Justin Jefferson cards, and there's all these different variations of Justin Jefferson cards. So understand that, especially with skill position players compared to quarterbacks the newer the player this is just what I've seen Andy you dive deeper into this data than I do the newer the the, the the player the more important to me the scarcity of that player's card is important just because of all the different variations am I right or am I wrong about that
1: yeah all the different variations and the fact that there's still so much sealed product out there in the marketplace. Oh, yeah that's being ripped and broke on a weekly basis. And, you know, a lot of people are getting lucky in breaks. I'm not an advocate of of breaks per se. I've been burned myself and the chances of you actually paying off what you pay into a break are slim. But, you know, the, the fact is that there's so much variation and there's so much sealed product being ripped on a weekly basis. And these people are willing to take, you know, a median average you know, based on what the other recently sold items of that card are, they're willing to list it and go ahead and take that money and roll it back into their ripping and breaking, uh, habits. So yeah, absolutely. That scarcity is tremendously important for you to really move the needle and resale value.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and I, and I got to watch myself as far as this is concerned. I, I'm friends with someone on Twitter M. Bayes, who is a, a big Justin Jefferson super collector, I was going to do the same thing with Jamar chase, but Andy, I think, I think, I think it's going to be too expensive for me to, (laughs) to, to be the biggest Jamar chase collector out there because he's gaining thousands of fans on a weekly basis. I mean, that, that block he threw was probably the best offensive play of the way. I mean, it really was incredible and he's a very marketable guy. He's got the grill. He's got a little Alvin Kamara type of attitude to him. So I'm a big Jamar guy, but I'm going to be very careful because this is what we preach on every podcast. New releases are coming out, Andy. So, you know, we, we touched on this last week as far as the five rookie quarterbacks. Is is Mac Jones really going to have the highest price? I, mean, I know Trevor Lawrence will, but you look at PFF, Mac Jones is the highest rated rookie quarterback. He's a quarterback of the New England Patriots, an iconic franchise with Belichick. So as far as the rookie price prediction points, man, I, I, I can easily see Mac Jones being the second highest price rookie behind Trevor. I mean, is, is that a possibility? And, and where do you see Jamar's prices in, in the mix of all that as we new products begin to be released?
1: yeah I think I think Jamar is definitely going to be the highest valued skill position player from this draft class. Um, I think that Mac Jones is gonna be up there with one or two i I think Justin Fields is trending in the right direction, but you have a lot of you know other issues in Chicago besides justin right. fields and uh, so that's kind of holding him back at at the moment. but uh, Mac Jones with you know the whole team scenario right the market he's in. Uh, the whole supporting cast, the the coaching, everything. I, you know, yeah, I, I I can definitely see him up there. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is also trending in the right direction. Right, he finally gets his first win, and um, he's looking kind of looks better and better each week. You know, so far, and probably by the end of the season, there's going to be a lot of people that are uh, very excited about his you know his dynasty outlook, his future career outlook. And so he'll be up there as well, certainly as the, the 1.1 pick. Uh, but you're right, man. There's going to be so much more product released here as, the, as we get closer to the holidays. Um, you know we're going to have Prism and, and Optic and Select all coming out. We're all going to be major retail sets, and there's going to be hundreds and thousands of packs to rip open with all those players in them.
0: And who can forget about the guy that – there's always a guy that has like a bigger fan base amongst like the fantasy football nerds like us and like the real deep dynasty fantasy nerds out there. I find Rondell Moore to be so interesting, Andy. I really do. I know you're you're a big player profiler guy and Rondale Moore had like some, some of the most insane athletic score, breakout age numbers you'll ever see. I'm I'm interested in your thoughts on him because it's so fascinating that he's on, you know, there's so many interesting players on the Cardinals, and we'll get to another guy in a second that I recently bought, but there's Rondale Moore, like the new rookie, and then you have DeAndre Hopkins, who will probably be a Hall of Famer. Then you also have A.J. Green on that team. Mix it in with Kyler Murray, mix it in with James Conner, mix it in with J.J. Watt. It, it's such a, uh, that team is so strange because guess what, Andy. They're going to the playoffs. They're obviously rolling right now. It's it's interesting when you look at Rondale Moore, but then you're like, okay, I, with that money, I could actually go get DeAndre Hopkins cards.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'd rather have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he, he's, oh yeah, he's such he's so dominant at the point of catch, right? And he showed man, dude, still got some some jukes, man. He's got some moves, and uh, you know, as a as a wide receiver, they definitely have a much l- a longer um, age apex you know the, a longer production curve they stay productive well into their third. look at aj green man he's been resurrected here in arizona uh it is pretty incredible to watch or julio jones in tennessee and um yeah i, I definitely uh, Rondell moore he's he's a phenom man i mean only 5 7 181 pounds That's but you're right he broke guys. Out 18 he broke out at age 18.2 99th percentile runs a four three seven um you know and and he had a 31% college target share so he was a ball hog in, in uh, at Purdue taken in the early second round so uh, that's that's a good athletic profile right there and i i want honestly like whenever i look at the cardinals i want pretty much any piece of that offense i can get if they're if their athletic profile points that they were dominant in college or they've got good ball skills and speed athleticism And I want any piece that Cardinals offense I can get right now to to flip as we go down the stretch here into the playoffs.
0: So I want to get into the reason why I was looking at my phone is because I'm actually going to save this for the end. I think there's a very interesting debate that I want to have with you at the end that I think you will slightly disagree but also agree with me to a certain extent. We'll get to that in a second. But it is time for the hobby tip of the day. And, Andy, it is very simple being a good seller. Now, speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I, I was able to make a really cool play this weekend. These rookie refractor Chandler Jones, right? So Chandler Jones is on the Arizona Cardinals. Is he not, Andy? Yes, he is. And he just happened to be one of their best players on the Arizona Cardinals. And I was able to get nine of his rookie refractors for $14, Okay, shipped. Well, actually it was $13.77, shipped. Uh, and all I was doing was just, you know, scouring eBay, putting in the work, trying to see if there was something I could get for a good price. And I, I'll give a tip, okay? Andy, I actually didn't tell you this beforehand. One of the best words to type in a search bar for eBay is refractor, okay? I don't know why. I've, I got good prices just by looking at refractors because when you type in that word, That means you know you're going to get more of a rare version of a card, if that makes sense. That's not always going to be the case if you do like a PSA 10 search or whatever. But still, I was able to get these nine cards, but only eight of them shipped. And they were well shipped. They were bubble wrapped. The dude wasn't making a lot of money off of it, obviously. I sent a message, and immediately he said, I'm sending the other card. It was a mistake. It was my fault. Um, I, I just overlooked it and he sent it immediately. So hobby tip of the day is actually two things. When you get a good opportunity, once again, is Chandler Jones going into the hall of fame? We don't know. He's been a really good player, but when you get the opportunity to get nine refractors for 1377, for a decent player, it's worth the risk, especially a player that's going to be on a winning team. And then the second tip of the day that we wanted to go over with everyone, Andy is uh, being a good seller. Okay. I'm sure that guy didn't enjoy sending another card that he's not making all that much money on, but he's doing it. And I give that person a lot of credit. So being a good seller and, and getting a good deal, it's always very important.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's interesting that you say type in refractor. I think there's a lot of old school cats out there that are from the card game back in the nineties, uh, like, like us, <laughs> I, right. I guess we're kind of getting old now. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, that, that are used to the word refractor. We're not used to the word prism. I remember when I first heard the word prism, I didn't know what prism was. I didn't know prism, was a brand but it also meant refractor at the same time and uh, i think a lot of people a lot of listings you know this is a good point you make a lot of listings that i've seen people still call it prism refractor you know or they put in refractor for whatever the description of that if it's a if it's a silver or silver prism so that's interesting that you bring that up that's a more you know old school tops jargon but i think it's still very much applicable and This is another tip of the day that I'll parlay off of this talking about, you know, the the wording and the titles and the descriptions and and being a good seller. There is a website called FatFingers.com that you can go to and find eBay misspelled listings. So, for example, with Trayvon Diggs, I found quite a few listings where people spelled him Trevor Diggs. Uh, I found quite a few listings where people misspelled Jamar Chase. Quite a few listings where people misspelled uh, like Davis Mills, they put David Mills. And and so, you know, there's a lot of listings that will go well under market value because the seller didn't label or title their listing appropriately. As a buyer, you can take advantage of these listings. Obviously, if you're a seller, you want to be as accurate and precise as possible in your listing. And I, that, that definitely that guy's got good karma on him. Now, I know you're going to leave him 100 percent. Oh, positive yeah. feedback That's good for the that's good for the hobby right there
0: and speaking of refractors you might not know this but since you moved it to like the 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 closer angle on the youtube version i just look back there and that travis kelsey's just popping man i love that card <laughs> right there dude, with it, the you, stc
1: slab yeah it does pop. <laughs> dude and dude that card is
0: glowing like it, it, it is, it is a thing of beauty. It's what you got. You know how much I love Travis Kelsey's rookie. I, I have one. I need to get a refractor so bad. It's just such an iconic card for an iconic player. I mean, it's just so perfect. It really is so freaking perfect of a card. And I'm, I'm a refractor junkie. I, I'm to the point where those are basically the only types of cards I'm starting to buy because dude, I, I'm a sucker for the rainbow shimmer and and for those that don't know uh we do have a bunch of new people and trust me, i'm relatively new to the hobby about a year and a half back into it um it is important to know you know the difference in what a refractor actually is and basically put a refractor is just a card with a rainbow kind of glow shimmer on it is that correct andy am i am am i am i off base
1: uh, no, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. So, you know, when you have that rainbow shimmer on the front, it's it, with the same photo as the base tops chrome, mind you. Right. But with that rainbow shimmer on the front, that's a short print parallel that they called a refractor from tops. They also uh, created an X-fractor, which has got basically a bunch of those little uh, squares. So it's got the rainbow shimmer. And it's got a bunch of, you know, little squares, kind of checkered pattern there, which is also very liquid. This the X fractor is actually more scarce, more short print than the refractor.
0: It's Uh, pretty amazing.
1: Just from what I found and looking at available listings and stuff.
0: And 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 we'll we'll do another podcast about like short print and all of that. But uh but yeah, I, I I've become more selector as a buyer. I've, I've gone away a little bit from base cards. I just like the way refractors look. That's just that's just me. They pop. There's a little bit more of a visual appeal on it. Um, and yeah, you know, when I actually eventually, you know, build a shelf like yours to where only, you know, I only got that Joe Burrow photo in the background here <laughs> with the the light from the the window over here shining over it which is just really bad i'm horrible at setting up something my my youtube viewers on power hour lsu just kill me about that they're like you only got that one awesome painting in the background and then you have just this awesome setup uh over there it's it, it's it's quite the juxtaposition but uh, <laughs> i want to i want to get into uh play of the day here uh but before we get to play of the day, Andy, is there anything just like right off the top of your head that, that, that it's just killing you? That's what happened in over the past week, as far as football cards are concerned.
1: Oh, well, dude, I was I was shocked at the lack of offensive playmaking ability from the chargers on Sunday. Oh. And I know that Mike Williams was struggling with a- an injury in that game. Um, so his. Like they didn't, they didn't, you know, continue to progress in their, their rookie card values from that game. I mean, but, but on the other side, Lamar Jackson has taken more steps further. You know, saw a ton of buy it now sales for Lamar Jackson after that game. And uh, his values, his values in the tiers, yeah, you might like, so for example, we're talking about the tiers. So Lamar Jackson's base donruss rated rookie at the beginning of the season. Was at twenty dollars. Well, now I believe it's at the high end of that tier, selling for anywhere between thirty-five to forty-five dollars in a buy-it-now format. Now, in an auction, that's a totally different animal. We talked about that. Auctions routinely end, um, you know, lower, you know, and and from what I've seen, I've I've kind of getting the sense that Monday mornings are becoming a really good time to sell cards. Not necessarily in an auction. I would still list your cards in a buy it now format, but I think with, you know, society open back up and, and COVID going away and stuff, a lot more people are getting out there, spending time with their friends and families uh, on the weekend. We're all watching football on Sundays, and there's very few of us that are doing research on eBay and purchasing cards immediately while watching games on Sunday. However, on Monday morning, we're reflecting on what happens Sunday And we're like, this is my move. I want to make my move. And you're kind of, you know, uh, you're you're parlaying off of the knowledge that you obtained on Sunday. And you kind of want to keep that fun going from the weekend. And and so you're you want to make a move in the card market. And and I've sold actually made some nice sales the past couple Monday mornings. I just kind of felt like I should share that.
0: There you go. Monday morning quarterback, Monday morning, Monday morning card seller. I like that, man. That's good stuff. So, yeah, I agree with that. I can easily see that, that people want to actually sleep on and think about what they want to do and then actually make their decision. Now, the one thing I want to get into as far as my play of the day, um, Andy, is not a certain player but a certain type of card, okay? So I shared this thread with you um, earlier this week from one of my favorite card creators, Heroes for Sale, my guy Adam Palmer, talking about um, the difference in prices between Prism PSA 10s, and and these are just base cards. So this has been a theme of the episode. Base card Prism PSA 10 compared to base Optic. PSA 10s. And uh, the thread basically is Kyler Murray's Prism PSA 10 is at $415 and there's 2,375 of them, but he has 211 PSA 10 optics and they are $370. Okay. Uh, We didn't continue here. There are uh, 11,000 Josh Allen PSA 10 prisms for $850. But his Optic PSA 10, which is Pop 850, is around $520. And he basically makes the same case here with Lamar Jackson between his Prism and his Optic PSA 10. Now, I like Optic. I really do like Optic. I used to be Prism only when I first started just because I knew that was the most popular set. Uh, I said bye to my optic Michael Thomas PSA9 uh, recently just wanted to sell it and, and put money towards getting a, a bigger Mt at some point uh, but Andy I just like optic I really do there's a lot of reasons as to why I'm a big fan of optic hollow because you do get the rainbow prism sh- shimmer. I just like the card better like I just do now that doesn't mean that optics any time soon are gonna overtake prism it's probably never gonna happen. But the type of card is different. You get that iconic rated rookie logo on the card. Um, and the fact that not only are you getting that card at a lower price, you're getting it at a lower pop count. So my play of the day, if you, you were just happening to be listening uh, to this, uh, thinking about getting a Lamar Jackson PSA 10 or something, or some rookie card or whatever – I would seriously consider, obviously depending on the price, depending on your budget, I would seriously consider looking at Optic-based cards compared to Prism-based
1: cards. Uh, yeah, I like that play a lot because that Rated Rookie logo is iconic. The Optic is also, it's a thick cardstock. It's a very thick, it's textured very much like the Prism. So it's basically your Rated Rookie comparison of the Prism. And and you're right, it's got a much lower pop count. And this can certainly be a market inefficiency like we talked about in the past, finding market inefficiencies where certain cards. And and like I talked about this in my card quest investor championship, there were certain players that had black prism silvers, which was an insert in the Chronicles that were just like going dirt cheap. And uh, those went up to that tier of where prism silver should be. Um, And the same thing could be had with optics and optic hollows and other short print optic cards. And the further you go back, you know, 2016 was the first year optic was made. So we've definitely seen investment value collectability around that first year of a product. And we still have a ton of really, really high level athletes in the NFL from 2016. You know, one guy just Derrick Henry, just putting a team on his back right. to toting them down the field. Uh, but I, I do, I really, I do like uh, Optic a lot for all those reasons. And I will just double down on your your card play of the day and say that the last two years, uh, 2020, and then this year, the base Donra set that's released in the beginning of the season has an Optic preview insert. And this is uh, a yeah. photo, this is a photo variation of the main Optic that's going to be released later in the year. And you'll notice that it's a optic preview by the back on the number. It'll say P dash and then the number and the photo is going to be different right now than it will be in the main optic set. So from last year, when you look at it, those optic uh, previews are very scarce compared to the main optic. So if you have an optic preview hollow or an optic preview short print, anything or just an optic preview base, hold on to those because after this year those are going to be very scarce and if you find those now for cheap because people think they're just a base optic insert in uh, Donruss that is not the case that is actually going to be a short print card when the dust settles by next summer
0: that's very interesting because I I pulled a Jalen Waddle of that kind and I was able to sell it immediately for like $35. Now I feel like I should have held on to it because I I didn't think about the scarcity aspect of it. So, you know, it's something else. uh, uh, And and this is just a little picky thing from, from me, Andy, part of the reason why I like some of those optic rated rookies is those rookies have their helmets off. Mm. Right. And I know most football cards are players, you know, actually playing right. Actually running a ball or whatever. Like I obviously, you know, I always keep this card right here just because I like it a lot. and I liked him a lot uh, at uh, Minnesota. It's not in good condition at all. I just keep it sitting right here. So this Tyler Johnson card. You know, you got the rated rookie logo, and this is Donris. This is an optic, whatever. But this is him in like obviously just playing. Whereas a lot of those rated rookie optics, Josh Allen, Michael Thomas, it's them at a photo shoot. I don't know why I like that so much, but it is very unique. When you get a player, a player's card like that. So that's another reason why I like it. But anyway, Andy, it's time for your play of the day. What is on your mind?
1: Oh, man. Okay. So I had a, a couple plays of the day coming into today that I was researching. And the first guy, and, and the reason why I'm going to mention this first guy is because that when I looked at the second guy and compared his prices to this first guy, I was like, okay, that's my play. So first, I looked at Justin Jefferson. And I wanted to, like, I want to get in on some Justin Jefferson. I'm like, man, these are still expensive. So I was looking at scarcity. So I immediately go to his rookie ticket auto, and those are well over $100. Like, and, and, you know, they have wild card uh, ticket autos. You have contenders optic ticket autos, and there's a lot of serial numbered uh, on-card ticket autos. And those get up over 200 for raw cards, Justin Jefferson. I'm like, okay is there anything a little bit more in my price range? And another guy that I really like from last year's draft class, um, who's an incredible athlete, and I think he is going to be due for a huge quarterback upgrade in 2022, is Chase Claypool on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so when I went and looked up Chase Claypool's rookie ticket auto, compared to Justin Jefferson's, it's at a fraction of the cost. You can get a rookie ticket auto of chase Claypool for $40, $50 right now. And the thing is, Ben Roethlisberger is most likely like, I mean, I think we, you could probably agree with me that 95 plus percent certainty that he'll retire after this yeah. year, yeah. after, you know, a pretty significant uh, decline in his, uh, his ability, his ability to perform at a high level. And, he he's eating up a tremendous amount of salary cap space right now in the Pittsburgh Steelers and they have a huge market and there just so happens to be a a hall of fame NFC quarterback by the name of Aaron Rodgers that is going to be out of green Bay after this year. He signed the clause in his contract.
0: You really do. I
1: I absolutely think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be out of green Bay after this year. Yeah. He's going to get beat. And then, NFC playoffs by the Buccaneers and no. again. <laughs> Just, I don't know if that's true. I should. I'm knock on wood. No, um, no, but no. Um, you, know, I, you know, that's that's kind of that's my that's my forecast. I think I could very well see this playing out. I think that would be a great fit for Aaron Rodgers because they have all the other pieces in place besides maybe an aging offensive line. So if they could pick up, you know. Aaron Rodgers through trade, they have all the salary cap space freed up from Ben Roethlisberger to be able to do that. And then they go in and spend their draft picks on offensive linemen. You've got, you've got the skill position players in Pittsburgh on offense and defense Talked about your guy, TJ Watt to make that happen. That would be a huge boost for chase Claypool rookie cards. That would actually give him a quarterback that turned him into a Devonte Adams.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the, the Okay, so a few things about Claypool, right, is I don't think Deontay Johnson's going anywhere. Obviously, Juju is, for whatever reason, just very loyal to the Steelers. He could have gone to the Chiefs. Now he was stuck with the Steelers, and now he's hurt. And then, of course, you still have Najee Harris there, who I think is going to be just a gigantic star. You um, got I mean, he was just so great at Alabama and obviously is – target percentage. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I like Chase Claypool, went to a big school in Notre Dame, it's got a lot of fans, big on TikTok as well, big with the younger generation. That's something else that I like about Justin Jefferson is, you know, he's on Fortnite. Like, he's on all these different platforms. Like, he is just a huge, huge, huge star. He's got whatever it is, he had it at LSU, and he has it now. I like it. I could kind of see that happening as far as a quarterback and it may not even be aaron Rodgers. it may be deshaun watson which could pretend i mean could you imagine how big of a star deshaun watson would be in in pittsburgh uh with all those weapons it would be absolutely insane so so i like it man you're you're you're, you're going you're thinking the next offseason i i i like yeah, that more.
1: because right now is is a really good time to buy players like him you know uh, players like this that there's there's other there's a few other guys um, that I've been studying like him that I think are very good buys right now
0: there you go one one last player I, I, I would I'm I'm on the fence about before we get out of here it's obviously a guy you mentioned a little bit earlier is Derek Henry uh, the more you watch him the more he's just next level all time great status And we preach the Titans all the time on this channel. They're in the absolute weakest, softest division in the NFL by a pretty wide margin. As far as Derrick Henry is concerned, it doesn't look like he's ever going to stop. Like every every fantasy sharp was fading Derrick Henry. Every single one of them, right? Um, And he is easily the RB1 right now in fantasy. And this is a guy who had a ton of carries in high school, had a ton of carries in college, and now is getting a ton of carries in the NFL. And he's age 27 when things tend to go downhill. And he's still the best, arguably, player in the National Football League. You take away the importance of the quarterback position, Derrick Henry is he's up there with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey as the best Non QB in the NFL, uh, maybe TJ Watts in that discussion. I don't know, Andy. I I know his prices were already high before the season began, but you know we could be looking at like an Adrian Peterson all time level grade here.
1: Could be looking at an Adrian Peterson all time level grade. Absolutely, I, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you for that that uh, party because I, I'm looking at his fantasy stats right now for this year. He is the number one fantasy player overall in PPR leagues. I mean, three targets. So now he's getting targets every game as well. And uh, he's the number one running back in standard formats, number one running back in PPR formats, and number three overall in standard, number one overall in PPR. Uh, And the man is an absolute beast. There is no closely, I've talked about this before on my channel, there's no player closely comparable to him at all in the in the history of the NFL, so they compare him to Zanji from Street Fighter, who's uh, you know uh, just uh. a massive monster, you know, Russian KBG, you know, I don't he's not even human, right? And so I'm you know I'm kind of looking at Derrick Henry prices uh, the solds and I think there there may be opportunity with Derrick Henry price uh card prices, especially if you take the angle of buying raw cards, right? Whether it's his base Donruss, you can still get that card for around twenty dollars. Um, you know, this is a no helmet. It's a it's from a photo shoot, but it's got the no helmet, and so you can, you know, you have a you have a stronger connection uh, with that player uh, on the card because you actually see their their full face and and their emotions and everything. And that card is is in that twenty dollar price tier. His select from two thousand sixteen is in like a thirty dollar price tier. I mean, that's not that's not terrible. And if you could buy that raw card, submit it to SGC for 30 bucks and now your total investment is fifty dollars and get it potentially get an SGC 10 and then sell that card for $150. I could see that as very doable in come January.
0: Or you could buy Barry Sanders PSA 10 for fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, but one day, one day we'll do an episode on on vintage because I, I I don't know how much you like. We don't talk a whole lot of vintage just amongst me and you, but I like vintage. I have the full '86 top set just right over here, um, which I still think is insane. You can get that for a hundred dollars a piece of history, and my highest price card is actually a Jerry Rice rookie. But we'll talk about vintage down the road. Don't forget, Andy, we need to get people more involved with our patreon discord and it's all for one affordable price tell people how they can chat with us on a week-to-week basis or a day-to-day basis
1: yeah uh, patreon.com slash football cards take advantage of all the uh, the benefits and the perks there are associated with it you know the auction sniper article getting down in the weeds <laughs> presenting the evidence in a written format and then actually handpicking you know, short print, scarce cards that I believe are very strong investments, auctions, as we know, they end low every week. I'm doing that homework on a daily basis. And so I share that first and foremost with the guys in and on Patreon and in the discord. And so we've got auction sniper article. We've got a Com C star stock. We've got a nine, 10 different channels. You want to come and just share your uh, your mail with a group of like minded yeah. guys. You know, we're a, a good little tight knit community. That everybody has been vetted. They've all got a little bit of skin in the game. The, the base uh, tier for Patreon is only $6 a month. So you get an incredible amount of, of perks and benefits with that. I'm actually getting ready to record later today um, our monthly giveaway. And so you also get seven entries into that monthly giveaway with the base tier. You get 20 entries into the giveaway with the field level tier. And uh, those are those are short print cards that I'm giving away out of my collection to show thanks and, and gratitude for the support out there uh, through patreon.com slash football cards. Really appreciate it, guys.
0: Yeah, and one, one more thing before we get out of here. Check your Barnes & Noble. That was the one thing I learned. Oh. Uh, if you live in an area near Barnes & Noble – Check to see their stock because I have been seeing a bunch of people. That was what that was what I wanted the Patreon question to be for this week. Anyway, I just forgot because I'm an idiot. Um, you know, someone did ask me what 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 is the best place to go find retail, and obviously Walmart, Target. It depends. There's limits, and if that location has decided to quit selling, but Barnes and Noble, Barnes and freaking Noble. If you were a part of the Patreon, you would know Um, in the Discord, Barnes & Noble is a place where you can also find product. His name is Andy. We'll see you next week on the Fantasy Football Card Quest podcast.
1: Peace! Peace! (laughs)